We're going to read chapters 12 and 13 today. We're at the end of the book. Chapter 12, James Henry and Henry James. Dr. Moore went to get his mother. Mother, he said, this is Mr. James Henry Alden. He wants to take his grandchildren to live with him. I'm afraid they won't want to go with you, said Mrs. Moore, until they learn to like you. And they won't want to go while Violet is so sick. Can't I see them, begged Mr. Alden. I won't tell them who I am. That would help, agreed the doctor. If they grow to like you before they know who you are, things will be easier. Yes, said Mrs. Moore. Stay here with us for a while. The children will learn to like you, and then we can tell them that you are their grandfather. Thank you, said Mr. Alden. I will go home and get some clothes and come back, and I will get you the $5,000. But Dr. Moore would not take the money. I just want these children to be happy, he said. When Mary learned that she was to cook for Mr. Alden, she was frightened. How can I cook for him, she cried. He has everything. He's a very, very rich man. You can cook for anyone said Dr. Moore kindly. Just get one of your good chicken dinners and make some cherry dumplings. At dinner, Mr. Alden saw all his grandchildren but Violet. He smiled with delight when he saw Jessie come into the room in her quiet way. Children, said Mrs. Moore, this is Mr. Henry. Benny laughed. Henry and Mr. Henry, he remarked. That's funny. Henry shook hands with Mr. Alden before he sat down at the table. Where have I seen that man before, he thought. The children liked to hear Mr. Henry talk. He told them about a big cucumber in his garden. The cucumber was growing inside a bottle, and he couldn't get it out. Why not, asked Benny. It is too big, said Mr. Alden. How did it get in, asked Benny. It was a little cucumber when it went in, said Mr. Alden. A cucumber will grow just the same in a bottle. It will grow so big you can't get it out. I'd like to see the cucumber, said Benny, stopping in the middle of his cherry dumpling. Would you really, asked Mr. Alden, delighted. Someday you and I will go over and pick it. And we can bring it to Violet, said Benny. Yes, we'll bring it to Violet, agreed Mr. Alden. Henry thought again, where have I seen that man before? I wish I could remember. He could not remember, but he liked Mr. Alden very much. All the children liked him because he was kind to them. At last, one day, Mr. Alden could see Violet and went softly into a room with some beautiful flowers from his garden. The children loved him when he patted Violet's dark head and told her he was sorry she had been sick. He told her, too, about his garden, where the flowers came from. I'd like to see your garden, said Violet. I love flowers. How long are you going to stay, Mr. Henry, asked Benny. Shh, Benny, said Jessie. I want to stay here as long as I can, my boy, said Mr. Alden quietly. Henry looked at the man again. He knew that he had heard him say, my boy, before. Now, where was it? He could not remember. After dinner, Mr. Alden sat under a tree, reading. Henry was working in the flower garden in front of the house. 
He looked at Mr. Alden again and again and again. Suddenly it came to him as the man smiled over his book. It is the same man who gave me the $25 prize in the silver cup, he said to himself. I didn't remember him at first because I was so excited when he shook hands with me. He took another look and said again, It's the very same man. Henry sat thinking for a little while. Then he got up and went to find Dr. Moore. Do you know who gave me the prize on field day? He asked the doctor. Do you know what his name was? James Alden of the Mills, replied the doctor. J.H. Alden, over at Greenfield. He did not look at Henry while he was saying it. Poor Henry was so surprised he almost fell over. That kind man is his grandfather. He went out and sat on the steps to think it over. To begin with, this man was too young. Henry had thought of his grandfather as being an old man with white hair. Could it be that the man knew he was their grandfather and hadn't told them? Then he saw that Mr. Alden was getting out of his chair under the trees. It's now or never, thought Henry. I have to know. He walked eagerly after the man who was going toward the garden with his back to Henry. Then the man turned around and saw how excited Henry was. <clears throat> Are you James Henry Alden of Greenfield? Henry asked. I am, my boy, replied Mr. Alden with a smile. Does that mean you know that I know you are Henry James Alden? Yes, said Henry quietly. Then James Henry Alden shook hands again with Henry James Alden. Jesse and Benny came across the grass just in time to hear Henry say, But grandfather, grandfather, cried Jesse. What do you mean, Henry? Yes, Jesse, said Henry eagerly. He's the man we have been running away from all this time. I thought you were old, said Benny, and cross. Jesse said so. I didn't know Benny, said Jesse. Her face was red. To think of running away from this kind man. But her grandfather did not seem to mind. He patted her on the head and said, let's go up and see Violet. There was no stopping Benny. He hurried into Violet's room, holding Mr. Alden by the hand and shouting, It's Grandfather, Violet! It's Grandfather! And he isn't cross after all. What do you mean? asked Violet. Isn't he Mr. Henry? My name is James Henry Alden, replied her grandfather. And my name is Henry James Alden, cried Henry. Well, well, said Dr. Moore. Violet held on to her grandfather's hand and listened to the rest, talking excitedly. Where have you been living? asked Mr. Alden at last. They all looked at each other, even Dr. Moore and his mother. Then they all laughed as if they would never stop. You just ought to see, said Dr. Moore. What? What? cried all the children at once. You never saw it in the daytime. Is that so? laughed the doctor. I have seen it many times in the daytime. Seen what? asked Mr. Alden. Our house, said Jesse. We have been living in a boxcar in the woods. Then they all began to tell him about the dump and the dishes and the brook and the swimming pool. They have four beds of pine needles in the car, said Dr. Moore. How do you know? asked Jesse. 
Well, said Dr. Moore, the first day Henry worked for me, I walked after him as far as the hill. What did you, why did you do that? asked Mr. Alden. I liked him. I saw he was a fine boy and I wanted to see where he lived. But you can't see the boxcar from the hill, said Jesse. No, but I came back that night and looked around, said Dr. Moore. About ten o'clock, cried Jesse. Yes, said the doctor. I stepped on a stick and you heard me. Our rabbit, cried Jesse and Henry. Watch Bart. Yes, I heard the dog bark, so I knew you were in the boxcar. Then I went home. But you came back, asked Jesse. Oh, yes. When you were picking cherries, I went up to see your house. I wanted to see if you had enough to eat and enough dishes. Why didn't you tell me, asked Mr. Alden. Didn't you know they were my grandchildren? The doctor laughed. Yes, of course I did, but they were having such a fine time that I didn't want to tell. They got along very well until Violet got sick. Then I told you. I'm glad you did, Mr. Alden, said. I have seen your house too, said Mrs. Moore. I went up one day and saw all your dishes. I liked your big pitcher and teapot. All of you have seen it but me, said Mr. Alden. We'll show it to you, cried Benny. I'll show you my cart made out of wheels and my pink cup. Good for you, Benny, said his grandfather, much pleased. When Violet gets well, we'll all go up there. If you will show me your house, I'll show you mine. Do you have a house? asked Benny in surprise. Yes, you can come and live there with me if you like it. I have been looking for you children for a long, long time. Violet was soon well again, and one afternoon they all started out to see the boxcar. The doctor took them in his car. Many people looked out their windows to watch Mr. Alden and his grandchildren. They were glad that the children had found such a kind grandfather at last. When they arrived at their old home, they ran around all talking excitedly. Watch sniffed and sniffed all around, looking for the bone he had buried. Everything was the same. Here is the dam for the pool, said Henry to his grandfather. See our building, shouted Benny, for that was what he called the fireplace. It really burns, too. And this is the refrigerator in the waterfall, and here is my pink cup. They all stepped on the stump and climbed into the car. They looked at the four beds and the dishes. Here is the same old pitcher and teapot, said Jesse, laughing. They found the blue tablecloth, and they all sat down by the brook and ate chicken and bread and butter and cookies. Benny drank milk from his pink cup. Come, we ought to go now, said Dr. Moore at last. The sun is going down. I don't want Violet to take any more cold. They closed the boxcar door and said goodbye, but they were all sorry to go. Tomorrow, said Dr. Alden, will all of you come to see my house? Oh, yes, cried the children happily. They did not know what a beautiful house it was and what good times they were going to have in it. Chapter 13, A New Home for the Boxcar the children's grandfather wanted them to like his house. He wanted them to live with him all the time, so he made over some of the rooms just for them. 
The children went with him in his car to see the house. When the car stopped in front of it, Henry cried in surprise, Do you live here? In this big, beautiful house? It was a beautiful house. It was very big with many trees and flower gardens around it. You may live here too if you like my house, remarked his grandfather watching Henry's face. The house was beautiful inside too. There were flowers everywhere. There were maids everywhere. The children went up to the bedrooms. Oh, cried Jessie, this is Violet's room. It really was Violet's room. There were violets on the wallpaper. The bed was white with a violet cover. On the table were flowers. What beautiful room, cried Violet, sitting down in a soft, pretty chair. All the children shouted when they saw Benny's room. The wallpaper was blue and covered with big rabbits and dogs and bears. There was a rocking horse and a toolbox and little tables and chairs. An engine stood on a track with cars almost as big as the little boy himself. Benny ran over to the engine. Can I run this train all day, he asked. He sat down on the floor by the engine. Oh, no, said Henry. You are going to school as soon as it begins. His grandfather laughed. That is right, my boy. You will like school. You will learn to read. Oh, I can read now, said Benny. In Jessie's room, they found a bed for Watch. It was on the floor by her bed. Watch got in it at once, sniffed at the pillow, turned around three times, and plunked down. He likes it, said Jessie. He will sleep by me. Just then, the children heard a doorbell ring. A maid came up to find Mr. Alden. A man to see you, she said, about the dog. Now, when Jessie heard the word dog, she was frightened. She was afraid it was about watch. They won't take watch away, she whispered to Henry. No, indeed, said Henry. We'll never, never give him up. Henry and Jesse and the other children went down with their grandfather to see the man, and Jesse was more frightened than ever. Watch did not growl at the man. He jumped up on him delightedly. You see, he was my dog, said the man, but I sold him to a lady, and he ran away from her that very day. I have to turn him over to the lady I sold him to. How do you know he is the same dog? asked Mr. Alden. Oh, he is my dog, said the man. You see, he knows me, and he has a small black spot on his foot, but someone has cut his hair on one side. Benny looked. He found the black spot on Watch's foot. I never saw that spot before, said Henry. I will give you what you want for the dog, said Mr. Alden. The children love him. They want to keep him. But I sold him to a lady, said the man. I must take the dog to her. Then Henry said, Maybe she will want to change to another dog when she sees his hair. If she will agree to take another dog, will you let my grandfather have this one? Mm. Yes, I will, said the man. Let's go and ask your grandfather, said Benny. She will let Jessie have watch. He is her dog. She took the thorn out of his foot. The man told Mr. Alden where the lady lived, and they all started out to find her. 
She was a very pretty young lady, and she asked him to sit down. But Benny could not wait. He said, please let us keep watch. I want him, and Jesse wants him, and we didn't know he was your dog. What do you mean, asked the lady, laughing. Who is watch? This dog is watch, answered Henry. A man came to Grandfather's house today and told us he had sold the dog to you. When Watch ran away from you, the day you bought him, he came to us. He had a thorn in his foot and Jesse took it out. Watch looked up at the lady and wagged his tail. When she looked at him, she began to laugh. Look at his side, she said. Who cut his hair? I'm sorry, said Henry. Benny did that one day with violet scissors. I am not sorry, said the lady, laughing. He looks so funny, and you want to keep him? Is that it? Oh, yes, said Jesse eagerly. The man will let us have him if you will take another dog. Don't be afraid, said the young lady. You may keep the dog. I can change to another one. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are so nice, cried Benny. He ran to the lady and climbed up in her lap before anyone could stop him. I'd like to keep you, Benny, in place of the dog, laughed the lady, putting her arms around him. How happy the children were to have watch to keep. Mr. Alden gave the money to the man at once. Four happy children sat with their grandfather around the Alden dinner table that night. The maid smiled in the kitchen to hear the children laugh. And the children laughed because Watch had a chair at the table beside Jessie and was really waited on by a maid. Would you ever think that four children could be homesick in such a beautiful house? Jessie was the first one to wish for the old boxcar. One day she said, Oh, Grandfather, I'd like to cook something once more in the dear old kettle in the wood. Go out in the kitchen, my dear, said her grandfather. The maids will help you. You can cook all you want. Jessie liked this, but it was not like the old days in the boxcar. Then one day Benny said, Grandfather, I wish I could drink my milk out of my dear old pink cup. His grandfather began to think. He had some pink cups, but they were not so dear to Benny as his old cracked one. At last, Mr. Alden said, I'm going to give you children a surprise. Is it very nice? asked Benny. No, not very, laughed his grandfather. It is not pretty at all. When will it come? asked Benny. It will come today. You children must all go over to Dr. Moore's and stay until the surprise comes. What can it be? wondered Violet. Her grandfather laughed. I hope you will like it, he said. It is very heavy. The children were glad to see sweet Mrs. Moore and the kind doctor again. They stayed until Mr. Alden said the surprise was ready. Then Dr. Moore and his mother went back with them in the big car. Mr. Alden was as happy as a boy. He took them by the garage and through the big gardens. At last they came to a garden with a fountain in the middle and trees around it. Near the fountain was a surprise. It was the old boxcar. The children ran over to it with cries of delight, opened the door and climbed in. All the things were in place. Even the old dead stump was there to step on. Here was the old knife which it had cut butter. 
and bread and vegetables and firewood and string. Here was Benny's pink cup, and here was his bed. Here was the big kettle and the blue tablecloth. Here was the pitcher and the old teapot. And here was the dinner bell, which the children had made from an old tin can. Benny hung it on a tree with a string and rang it over and over again with a spoon. Watch rolled on the floor of the car and barked and barked. Then he began to sniff at everything. He's looking for the bone he buried, laughed Benny. How they love the old boxcar, said Mrs. Moore. I like to see them so happy. Thank you for the surprise, Grandfather, said Violet. We'll never go away from you again. I hope not, my dear, said Mr. Alden. We'll all live happily ever after. And guess what? So they did.